Welcome to True Paranormal, the podcast with your host, Leo Rizzuti. Every week we will explore such topics as ghosts, demons, poltergeist, haunted history, time shifts, cryptozoology, and other aspects of the paranormal through listener-submitted accounts, documentary studies, and interviews with the investigators that dedicate their lives to searching for proof of the unknown. So get a fresh cup of coffee, dim the lights, relax, and get ready for a short visit to the realm of the true paranormal. Hey guys, Leo Rizzuti here. Welcome to another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. As I told you guys before, we have a lot of stuff stored up, so we're going to be releasing stuff a little more often than we typically would. So this is the third episode I guess we've released in the last week or week and a half, which is exciting because we're starting to plow through some of the built-up audio that we have collected over the last couple of months where I couldn't really get into editing. So bonus for you guys. Awesome. Uh, this episode, we sat down with an investigator named Dennis Hagen, and he runs a group called Toledo Spirit Hunters. Uh, that's right. We're going to be talking to an investigator that is not from the Deep South. Amazing. <laughs> so uh, breaking with tradition here. But the great thing about sitting down with Dennis and talking to him is not only do we get a little different perspective than our good buddies over at Southern Souls, but also we get to talk with an investigator who, besides being a top-notch investigator, also has a pretty vast collection of haunted objects. And the neat thing about Dennis's haunted object collection is that he keeps a static camera on them at all times. And I will tell you from experience that there are moments where he catches stuff. I mean, there's no other way to put it. He catches some activity going on with his haunted objects, which is kind of a cool thing. Uh, so we talk a little bit about that. We talk about his experiences that he's had doing investigations. He gives some great advice with building teams, uh, some really, really solid advice for investigators that you might not hear from other teams. So, Without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Dennis. I, I will tell you that we were having some technical problems. We recorded this during that time period where we were having some technical issues with some of our recording devices. So the audio in a couple spots is kind of rocky, but bear with us, push through it. Trust me, it's 100% worth it. So at any rate, here you guys go. Dennis Hagen with... Toledo Spirit Hunters. Hey guys, this is Leo Rizzuti with True Paranormal Podcast. I've got oh, my uh, guest, Dennis Hagen, who is a paranormal investigator and in research with uh, Toledo Spirit Hunters. Is that correct, Dennis? Yes, yes, that awesome. is correct. Yep. Toledo I, Spirit Hunters. Yep. Awesome. I worked all morning on getting that name right because for some reason <laughs> I wanted to call it something else, and that's just not it. So, um, but welcome, Dennis. I appreciate you sitting down with us for, for a little chat. Oh, yeah. I'm glad to be on. Absolutely. So what, why don't we start with uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what got you into uh, the paranormal. Um, well, about myself, um, I'm 37 years old. Um, I'm a father of two boys, um, married. My wife is also on the team. Um, she, or, yeah, I don't want to talk about she. I met me. <laughs> um, me, I basically, I'm a nursing assistant outside of being a paranormal investigator in a hospital. That's my daily job. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, what got me into the paranormal, I think it was basically the part of the shows in my Intriguement. I've never had an experience, which people would be like, really? I'm like, nope, never had an experience until I started investigating. Um, once I started investigating, I tried it. I, it was like a thrill, and I've been doing it ever since. And it's amazing by the evidence you get. So Yeah, I, absolutely. That's That, that really kind of, uh, that astounds me that you didn't have an experience, like an early on experience that, set you off in the world of the paranormal because that's normally what you find 
So you're yeah. actually the first person that I've run into of what I call the, the new generation of investigators where you are initially driven by the TV shows that you saw. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> that's that's kind of neat. I mean, that's, that tells you the impact that um, that those shows have, uh, not only not only for the general public, but also in getting people interested in doing what they do. That's true. That's true. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so what was what was your approach then? It sounds like you got some kitties in the background. <laughs> I do. I apologize. No, that's no, that's fine. I've got six of them, so it's <laughs> it's actually my oldest. He's playing with some toys and getting a little frustrated with it. So, Aww. um, yeah, he's a good so, guy though. He's my oldest. Thanks. It's it's his birthday tomorrow. It's gonna be six. Oh, awesome. Well, happy birthday from us. Yay. Yes. <laughs> um. So what what was your what was your early approach then? If you if you were compelled to start investigating by watching these TV shows. Um, obviously, they have a lot of equipment. They have a lot of setup, things like that. What was your approach then going into doing investigations? Um, <clears throat> sorry. My approach was to basically, um, I basically bought a little bit of uh, gear. I think I bought like a recorder and maybe a couple of EMF detectors when I first started and now my equipment's grown. I have like three GoPros. I got an SLS camera, the original SLS camera from um, Bill Chappell. Oh really? Actually, wow. Oh yeah, he, he actually signed it. Personally cool. signed it. I met him at the uh, Old Mill Dundee, uh, Dundee last year and mm-hmm. I told him I told him I said I wish I had my SLS camera I would have had you sign it. And he was like, well, email my son and tell my son to bring me your SLS before he ships it out, and I'll personally sign it. I was like, that is awesome. <laughs> so it is personally signed by Bill Chappell himself. Wow. I also, a- I also got a millimeter with a REM pod. I've got two recorders. I got two IR cameras. Uh, let's see what else do I have. REM, uh, REM pods. Uh, I got a K2 meter. I barely use it. I don't mm-hmm. trust it sometimes. It gives off a false positive. Yeah, that's that's what um, I was just talking to another investigative group a couple weeks ago, and that's exactly what they said was the K2 meter um, is, in theory, it's a great tool, but in practice it gives off so many false positives and it's so easy to, to mess it up that it's yep. not even worth having a lot of times. Yep, you can manipulate it so easily. Let's see what else. Oh, and I got the paranormal puck too from Bill Chappell too. Oh. Excellent. And Billy Billy Chappell does a lot of great work. It's, he is kind oh. of the the Nikola Tesla of the paranormal world. If yes. anybody's not familiar with him. He uh he basically, if you have a piece of equipment that is cutting edge for detecting anything paranormal, he's got his hands in it. So, yup, yup. I, I love his equipment. I really do. I I'm actually going to try and work on trying to get an obulus. That's my next goal. I want to get an oh. obulus. I've, I've never so. actually worked with an obulus, so that that would be interesting. Yeah, so. the puck the puck two is sort of like an ob, like an obulus. It's mm-hmm. just it's. It's a Bluetooth device that you download an app either in your phone or your tablet, and you can mm-hmm. ask questions through that Bluetooth to the device, and they should be and they would answer back with a single word. Answer. Does, does it use a database, or how does it come up with the vocabulary? Yeah, it, it's got a database on it. Okay. So, can yeah. can you add to the database, or or is it organic and it kind of grows on its own, or how does that work? Do you know? Uh, I think it grows on its own. As it goes along, or it may mm-hmm. grow on on updates where um, Bill Chapel updates the app online, mm-hmm. you know, through the app store. So, but right. I use it once in a while. I don't use it all the time. Mm-hmm. So. What What would you say is your most reliable piece of equipment then? I mean, if you if you had to if you had to go into investigation and you had basically a fanny pack's worth of room to carry equipment, what would you what would you want to have with you? Beyond anything else, then. 
probably a millimeter. Um, I probably would take my SLS camera with me. I do, <laughs> but the SLS will sometimes give off a false positive too because if you get like a straight plant, it will map it out as a like as a manifestation of a uh, spirit of a stick figure. So you have to be careful with the SLS. It does right. give off false positives, but people got to realize that all equipment we use is not a hundred percent guaranteed. You got to know what's what's real, what's not, and that's the right. issue. You know, right? You, you have to know the limitations of of what you're dealing with. Yep. Yep. And, Pretty much. and part of the part of the problem is is because it is the paranormal because by definition it's things that are unknown. It's very difficult to empirically say, well, this works 100% of the time and this doesn't. Yeah. yeah. So you have, to, you have to go with whatever results you're getting and hope for the best. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. yep. Awesome. I agree. Awesome. I agree. So, so tell me a little bit about your team. I know, I know you've got quite a few folks in it. Yes. Um, my team consists of me and my wife, who we co-own the team because mm-hmm. we're married. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, we also have a camera guy named Kenny. He's been busy with school and work. Mm-hmm. So um, we have April who joined back in, I think, April or May. She's mm-hmm. been busy, too, a little bit with uh, her new job and her daughter. Right. And then I have Jessica who joined last month, and I have Laura who joined couple days ago so i have an also i have an awesome team and and i'm happy for them and you know sometimes personal things get in the way and people got to realize because i investigate and my teammate together doesn't mean that they're not together it's just personal things come up you know absolutely so how how did you guys come together then obviously you and your wife were married but how how did everybody else come together um, the passion for the paranormal. Passion. Also, I was asking if anybody wanted to be a team member and asking for team members and angry shot to me. So. Oh, okay. Did you do that like through Facebook or how had you had you organize all that? Yeah, through Facebook on my team page. It's that's that's a great tool for team building. I found that uh, if you put out the word that you're looking for investigators, you're going to get a ton of responses. They might not oh, necessarily yeah. be the people that you want to investigate with, <laughs> but you're going to get a ton of responses. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. So, oh, yeah. so how much how much weeding out did you do? I mean, were you pretty much open to anybody come on and we're going to go ahead and jump on into this, or did you do any kind of like interviewing or filtering, or how did you go through that process? I did some interviewing and then did some filtering, and then I talked among the uh, group that I had already had together. That was already on the team. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. That's what awesome. I did. Yep. Hold on. Say, say that again. What's that? No, I said, yep. That's <laughs> Hold on. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. You're breaking up really bad. Yeah, you're like you sound like a character from Buck Rogers or something. <laughs> okay, that's better. Now, what 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 did you just say? Um, I basically said that I basically interviewed them and then I uh, went through the people that I think would be a good fit, and then mm-hmm. I would discuss it with the rest of the team members, and then we would make a decision, and then I would notify the person. Okay. So, so you involved as many people in your team as you could, and that you didn't just take it all on yourself and say, my word is law. <laughs> yeah. I think, I, I think that's a good approach. I think that's a good approach. Um, did you – um? oh, gosh, I just had a thought. Hold on one second. <laughs> I might have to sneeze. No. That's all right. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that's out the way. What's that? That's out of the way. When you guys first came together, how, how much 
how much of your investigators are what you would call pure scientific investigators? How much, how many of them would you say are what we would call sensitive? Or do you have anybody like that on your team? Or, or do you feel like that's an important aspect? Of um, well, with my team, I, when I first started out with my team, I had, I had team members come and go, come mm-hmm. and go, come and go. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple stab me in the back and, and jump ship to another team that I basically don't like, and I'm not going to go into all that, but right. on, but on the other end, um, I have, I have some, I have one member that's sensitive. I'm sensitive. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was until I started investigating, opening my mind more. Um, hmm. the other, but on the, you know, my team, Basically, you know, we stick together, we look out for each other, and we have a great time. That's mm-hmm. that's what I ask. Do you do you feel like um, with with having yourself and another team member being sent? Do you feel like that you need to have that on your team, or or could you guys do just as good without that? You think? Mm, I think we could do just as good as without it, but being sensitive kind of helps because then you know we're like you know there's something here mm-hmm. where. We have no clue, but there's something here. <laughs> right. But we're aware of it, basically. So, they, yeah, part of it, yes, it does help. Now, I, I, I think it's fascinating that you you were – you didn't know you were sensitive until you started investigating. Um, yep. Did, is that something you feel like you can develop, that you can become stronger in that as time goes on, or is that something that just you just noticed and it's, it's kind of been steady – the whole way through it's something that i've noticed and it's been steady all the way through i'm not trying to pursue it or nothing or turn it into like a you know full-blown psychic medium type thing right i just you know if i sent you know if i get a like i can give an example sure when i uh we were doing um team pictures with my old team members at uh a historical museum and we took a tour and I walked into one of the rooms and because that historical um, museum has been known to be haunted so uh-huh. walking through there were certain areas I would go into and I would just get a full-blown headache and feel nauseous and as soon as I walked out or walked away I felt better really yeah, um, there was a room upstairs that was like a medical room. Mm-hmm. I walked in. I got hit with full, just overcame with sadness. I couldn't control it. It just it overcame me. I I I just felt sad. I don't know why. Just overcame with sadness. Wow. So I so walked. what you so what you do is you're more empathic then. I I think I might be. Yeah. I mean, I can sense, like, I can walk into a room and get a headache instantly into a, a real active area, and I'll get a headache. And then mm-hmm. when I walk out, I feel better. So it's like their way of, I think it's their way of trying to communicate with me by giving mm-hmm. me a headache, saying, hey, we're here. You know, you sense us. So. Huh. I've... I've- I've heard of folks going into a room and, like you said, you feel sadness or you feel anger or whatever the prevailing emotion is in that room. I've never heard anybody talk about headaches or anything like that. Although I guess uh, uh, Lorraine Warren used to feel like she would she would feel sick on her stomach sometimes when she would go into a room that had a lot of activity. So it's kind of in the same vein there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And some say with a head. Some say with a headache, it's their sign of trying to attach like attached to you mm-hmm. but i think it's just their way of like you said it's lorraine it's like in a way lorraine's type of level saying hey we're here you sense us you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so. interesting interesting now one thing i'm really interested in is with investigation groups how do you how do you determine where you're going to investigate and where you're not going to investigate? Because I know you've been around for a while and you guys are fairly popular. So you, you, you have to have a sense of 
well, we need to pay more attention to this place and not so much this one coming up. How, how do you determine what's, what's going to be your priorities with that? Well, basically, I would go, if someone said, hey, you know, I have a problem, we would take an hour. Like, I would someday take an hour plus of plays for an hour. Just okay. to see if I get any kind of evidence that simplifies a paranormal situation. Mm -hmm. If I don't get nothing within an hour, then I'm going to tell them that I it, it don't call for a full-blown investigation. Because I do this stuff for free. I'm not going to waste their time, waste my time, and waste everybody's time if I'm not getting nothing. Right, you know? absolutely. Absolutely. So you guys, you, you just finished up an investigation last night, right? Uh, yes. How, how'd that go? Did you think you caught, caught anything, or, or was there any activity, or... Uh, I don't think there was, don't think there was any, like, physical activity, but I think we did catch some voices. I still have to go through everything. Okay. Yeah, I know it takes, it takes a long time, longer than most people realize to go through all the evidence. So, was, was that a full-blown investigation, or was that just a, kind of a, what I would call a drive-by, where you just hop in and, and check things out a little bit? Nope, that was a full-blown investigation. Awesome. That was actually a, that was actually the, uh, uh, firefighter, or the fire museum, historical museum. Oh, the, the same museum you were just talking about? Yep, yep. No, not that one, no. It was, uh, oh. the one I was just talking about a while ago was in Wood County. This one's in Mansfield. Okay. What, what would you say was the, some of the more mind-blowing things that you have had happen on your investigations? Uh, I'd say the top evidence I've captured would have to be at Waverly Hills. Ooh, now, there's somewhere I, I want to go to. That's on that's on my bucket list, right there. Yes, I've been to Waverly Hills. Uh, I was up in room 502. I was with two other females that were up there with me. We were investigating mm -hmm. the room the nurse who hung herself, and we were. We were asking questions. I had a rim pot out. I was laying off. The energy shifted from my right to my left. One of the females moved to my left. Because I asked her, I said, come here, let's feel it. Come here, feel the energy. You can feel it. And next thing you know, you hear this disembodied female voice say, help me. And she felt the breath on her neck. I caught really? that in my Oh, yeah, I sent my recorder, caught it on my camera, and I was out that room and on the roof. I was like, whoa, I need to get out of here. <laughs> I had to gather my thoughts. I did. I swear. I had to gather my thoughts. I had to process what happened, mm -hmm. basically. Right. Because it hit, it took me by surprise. I had to go on the roof and take a second. I had to process all that because it, it was, I was not expecting it to happen. Wow. How, how long ago was that? Uh, that was uh, last year. In last year. August. Yeah. The video of that is actually on my YouTube channel. Oh, that's right. You, you have a YouTube channel, don't you? Yeah, it's on my YouTube channel. You can hear it. You can play the video. You'll hear it. That's you, that's absolutely astounding. Oh, yeah. You'll hear me react to it, too. <laughs> you, you didn't scream like a little girl, did you? No, I didn't scream like a little girl when it came to the bats at OSR. Now there, I scream like a little girl. Well, t tell me about that one. Oh, the bats. The bats are crazy. Again, you can see this on my YouTube channel. A bat comes diving at my head, and I scream like a little girl. I swear to God, I did. My wife made fun of me because I did. She was she was over there making fun of me. She was like, well, you know, pansy." Oh. Well, if you had a bat coming down your head, you you would too. Yeah, it was crazy. That's that's the yeah. kind of thing that um you know where where. 
the more physical things actually scare you worse than the non-physical people. Exactly. People say, yep. when, when, when I would investigate uh, a lot, people would ask me what, what the scariest thing I ever ran into was, and I, I said spiders. <laughs> I hate spiders. You know, I'm not. I don't. I'm not scared of ghosts. I'm not scared of of anything uh, non corporeal. But spiders? No, I don't want anything to do with those. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, hmm. sorry, I had to get a little swig of tea here. No, you're fine. Ah, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> so, what what else other than Waverly? Have you ever had any any really? Uh, exciting experiences uh, where uh, or things that you really just can't explain at all? There was a residential investigation that I was, the team I joined, we were doing a residential investigation and I got touched on my shoulder and it was like an electrical shock. It, it, it took me by surprise. I, I was like, did somebody touch me? <laughs> and we were huddled in a circle and I was like, Somebody just touched me, and they're like, and I'm looking around, everybody's in front of me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yup, I just got fuck, <laughs> it was weird. It was weird. But you, but, say, but you say it was like it was like an electrical shock. Yeah, it was, you know how you rub, like, say you rub your feet on the carpet, and you go up and you touch someone, and you get, like, mm-hmm. electrical shock? That's mm-hmm. what it touched, that's what it felt like. It felt like that. Really? Yeah. It felt like that. You know, that's that's a lot of energy to, to build up for something like that. Oh, yeah. A, I, I mean, a, a normal I, touch is, is one thing, but to have a reaction like that, definitely. Yeah, oh, yeah. I've been rubbed up against, rubbed up against my wrist wrap or this burning. Uh, I've had scratches. Attacked. I've been partly possessed where I wanted to hit somebody. Um, really? Um, yeah. I, uh, I had uh, an empty of energy that was in already in the house, and I had a psychic medium that I'm really, really good friends with come over, and we were in the back room. And there's whatever it was was hiding in the corner in the closet, and I uh, kneeled down to see if I could uh, get them to light something up to let us know, you know, they're here. Here, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, I turned to my friend, and we deadlocked eyes, and I said, "I want to hit you. I full blown want to hit you." I don't know why I just want to hit you. And he said, that's the end. That's the negative energy through me. So I had to leave the, the back bedroom and go outside and get it off me. So. Right. Did, when something like that happens, how do you, how do you handle that other than removing yourself from the situation? I mean, do you guys do any kind of protection beforehand? Do you guys do anything afterwards? How, how do y'all handle that? Uh, I've got a rosary that I wear that's blessed by a Catholic priest. Mm-hmm. I wear it every time I investigate. But I've also come to learn in this field that it doesn't matter what you're wearing or how you protect yourself. Either way, you're gonna get, it's going to get you. It, you're going to have an attachment come home. You're lucky if you don't, you know. But I have haunted items in my basement, so. Really? So, yeah. What what kind of items do you have down there? Uh, I've got about four or five dowels. What else I got? I got a wind-up clock, a bell, mm-hmm. a clown, a couple clowns. Uh, let's see what else I have down there. You, you you had me at clowns. Clowns are creepy. Yeah, yeah. This one's actually named Billy. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> when you name them, that's Billy. not good. Um. No, actually, I got them from another uh, paranormal investigator that I'm good friends with mm-hmm. out in Florida. So I got them from him. I'm really What's... like, I'm really into haunted objects, and I'm mm-hmm. a collector. 
Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, so. What what do you do with that? I mean, do you? I know, like like Ed and Lorraine, their home museum, um, which a lot of people are familiar with, and Zach Bagan says kind of the same thing. What do you? How do you store them? How do you protect other people from them, or do you have to? And also, you know, what what's your plans for for those? Or are you just a private collector? You think? Um, I, the, the items that I have now are basically, the more positive than they are negative because oh. the person I get them from investigates them first before, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're getting rid of them. And I told them, I said, I want more positive energy ones because I have two kids. I don't want to bring negative energy to the house when I have two kids. Right. So, so. I have more positive energy um, dolls or objects here. Um, the other, my plan is to actually build a collection and eventually open a haunted museum here in Toledo, in Northwest Ohio. There, there's not one here in Northwest Ohio. That's no. my plan. That's my goal. And I, you know, and I'm working towards it. It's slow, but I'm working towards it. Well, well, slow is better than than fast. That way, you can actually, you know, verify everything and filter it and make sure that what you have is legitimate for sure. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, That's cool. Yep. Well, and, so, and we need we need something in Ohio like that because the closest one to here is in Lorraine's, and I think that's in uh, Connecticut. I can't remember if they live in Connecticut or New Hampshire. There's also one in Nebraska. Called the Museum of Shadows. Oh, really? I have I have yep. not heard of that one. Yup, you have to check them out. I will definitely do that. I will definitely uh, do that. I also have a uh, Nest camera that's got a live that's in my basement right now, sitting on the objects, so people can watch it live and see if they see anything move or mm-hmm. or or anything like that. Have, so. have you ever caught anything on that? Yes, I've actually caught orbs. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah, you wouldn't. Yeah, I posted it on my team page. Oh, yeah, I've caught orbs. Yep. Excellent. Yep. Excellent. Cool. So, so what do you what do you have coming up, Dennis? What do you what do you, what's your going to be your next uh, couple of investigations that you have coming up, or do you have anything lined up in the near future? Um, our next one. Our next investigation is going to be this coming week at an apartment complex. I'm uh, doing these. Uh, I'm doing these. Uh, this series for YouTube. It's mm-hmm. called Spirits Awaken. Okay. And with this series, it's going to be basically, you know, different locations that we investigate that have, you know, that have paranormal activity. So our lo- so our lo- we're doing an apartment complex this coming week, and then a couple weeks after that we're going to Greensboro, Indiana at a location. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the at to say that we're going to be up at the Michigan the Mid Michigan Paracondo the thirtieth this Sunday this coming Sunday. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. so we're going to be up there in Flint. So yeah, if anybody's listening. If you're, yeah. if anybody's listening, can come on see us. And we'll, we'll, be out we'll there. put some links. We'll put some links on our show notes so folks can can be reminded of that for sure. Yeah, you can come on see us. Let's see what else we got. And I got another residential investigation after the location in Greensboro, Indiana. So, wow, busy, busy. Yeah. the The apartment complex. Are you just doing one apartment, or are you investigating the whole the whole complex? There's three apartments that the owner reached out to me said that they have activity in. Really? Yep. Wow. Are are they occupied apartments or are they nope. are they empty? They're empty. They're allowing us to come in and film for the series before they get rented out. Nice, nice. So you don't have to worry about you know working around folks' possessions and stuff like that. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And the the YouTube series is Spirits Awaken. Is that correct? Spirit Spirits Awaken. Yep. yep. That sounds exciting. 
we're gonna, and like I said, we're gonna we're gonna put some show some notes on our show notes to to link to that too. If that's all right yeah. with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. You can find the YouTube uh, my YouTube channel at uh, Tillis Bear Hunters, where you'll see a trailer for it and it's two minute clip to the first episode that I released already. Daddy, look at silver. Sorry, that's my son. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta love the kids. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. My oldest is funny. Awesome. How 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 old's your youngest? Uh, he's actually three, going to go on four in November. Oh, well, you're just you're a young dad. Wow, mine are, oh, mine yeah. are in college and high school and stuff. <laughs> I've, I've still got I've still got one elementary schooler. So that's oh, good. there you go. Okay. But I but I can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, so you get super for you. <laughs> yes. Oh, definitely, definitely that. <laughs> awesome. Well, it sounds like sounds like you've got a lot of a lot of stuff going on. Um, is there uh, is there any advice you would give to folks that are that are wanting to get into investigations or or are currently doing investigations, anything that you've learned along the way that you'd like to, to tell them that maybe, hey, watch out for this or any, any advice you would have for them? Well, my advice that I would give to any investigator out there or one or ones that want to, that want to join, I would tell them, you got to be careful. This field is a gang warfare. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I'm not going to go into detail, but I will say that I have been slandered. I've been de- defamation of character. I've been accused of things that are not true. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm in a feud right now, and it's like a this feud is like not like Eminem or Machine Gun Kelly feud, but it's hitting that heading that way. It's but, getting in that direction. Yeah, it's getting in that direction basically but it's you know all i can say is is that you know keep doing you and just you know let the people who want to talk talk Mm -hmm. you know i i learned that the hard way i fired back at people and it don't pay to fire back it don't just let them talk exactly exactly you know the people the people that know you want to get with you, those are the people that be true. The people that listen to the others that are talking, they're not true. Uh-huh. You know? And I've learned that. So, Unfortunately, it's a lesson sometimes you have to learn. Like you said, you have to learn it the hard way. Yep. Yeah. You know, I. that's that's the lesson I learned. Yeah. You know? it, well, and it's that's, and that's something it, that very few people want to talk about is the, you know, all it takes is one or two wrong people on your team or, or surrounding you and everything can just kind of go to pot. Yep. 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 And that's true. You know, and, you know, and these people, they, you know, they went around running their mouth about me, hoping they would, they, they went on a live podcast show, literally mm-hmm. bashing me. Literally. Really? Oh really? yeah. Literally bashing me and and saying all this false stuff mm-hmm. and and I was just I, I didn't say nothing back I didn't fire back mm-hmm. um, I had a couple podcast interviews prior to yours and I took maybe a couple pop shots at a couple things that was it mm-hmm. but I didn't you know I didn't go all M&M on them and start you know <laughs> You know, basically, I didn't do all that. Right. I wanted to, but I didn't, you know, because it shows maturity who, you know, they're going to they're going to look at, you know, they don't realize that these networks eventually they're going to look for new talent. Once this Mm -hmm. old talent gets old, they're going to look for new talent. Mm -hmm. So these networks are going to look at new talent and they're going to search you out. And they're going to look at your social media. They're going to look at your website. And what's the first thing they're going to look for? Drama. If they see yep. drama, 
then they're not going to want to associate with it because then it gets them involved and it gets lawsuits and stuff and they don't want that. So, right, right. You know, so. And, and you're right. And the thing is, is, is you have to think about that from day one because once it's on the Internet, it's there forever. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and that's true. And that's yeah, true, it, it is. It, it, all, it all goes back to, to – Surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be like, or or that that you know are good people that you would you'd want you know you'd want to have your kids around, you'd want to have your wife around, things like that. So, <sighs> but people are people. You know, we can't we can't control what other people do. Unfortunately, we can only control what we do and what we say and how we react to things. And you know, some people are just going to be jerks. <laughs> For lack of a better term. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I've I've got some stronger words I can use, but jerks is a good word. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you know what? The great thing is, is that you you've had that happen and you've moved on from it. You didn't let that beat you down. You didn't let that drive you out of doing what you want to do. So that's no. that's a great thing. And it is. You, you know, you have to. You know, you, and you have to keep moving on. I mean, people are going to take shots at you. And you can take shots back, but if they're going to sit there and take shots back right back at you, let them. I mean, they have to realize you're taking, they're taking the first shot at you. You didn't take the first shot at them. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And the the person that takes the first shot is always the one that, in my mind, is always the one that looks bad in that situation. Exactly. Yeah. And and while you, you have to defend yourself, you have to, you know, you can't let something terrifying or terrible just sit out there like a big matzo ball the more you reply to it the worse it gets the worse it sounds like you know there is something there and you just being argumentative so what you said about you know just letting it letting it go that's that to me is great advice yeah yeah like i said the guy who the person who went on the podcast you know he basically made himself look like an idiot but mm-hmm. then you know he went on talking crap about me you know on facebook and then people reported it, got pissed off about it, and then all this, and then he went on his blog, on his site, and put my picture and my name on his blog, and wrote really? a whole oh yeah, wrote a whole novel on me. And I'm just like, well, if you're gonna do a documentary on me, why don't you give me some freaking revenue for it? Jeez. <laughs> exactly. You know. You know, my, my, my attitude towards folks like that is just, just get a life, man. Live, yeah. live your own life and leave me alone. Exactly. I mean, cause, cause you're going to run into people that you're not going to agree with. You're going to have folks that you're not going to see eye to eye with or that don't agree with your assessment. Or if you have evidence of something, they're going to say, well, this evidence isn't what you say it is, or maybe it's fake or whatever. Cause that's, that's obviously the first thing, first route people go. Um, just brush it off. Just let it go, man. Just, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, it it'll never end. Like I said, it, it's a gang warfare, and it always will be. And I and and part of it is the the network, the TV shows that plays a role in it because everybody wants to be famous. And if it, you're if you're getting more popularity than them, and you know, and they've been in it for 20 years, and you come in in a year, and you're getting, mm-hmm. gaining popularity. What's going to happen? Oh, I've been here for 20 years. I've worked harder than you, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, go have a Coke and a smile. Calm down. Exactly. You know? Do you, do you think that that attitude is, is kind of almost like a cancer in the the world of paranormal investigators, or is it just something that happens that you see sporadically? Oh, I I think it's just something it's just they the veterans think that they're they're mr you know mr mrs know-it-all mm-hmm. and the new the new generation coming in and they don't like the new generation so they want to sit there and try to tell the new generation what to do until they tell them to f off and then it's then it's game on and then you know right. so that's how well, i it, see it and and that happens in every avenue in in every uh occupation every hobby every everything you can think of you you have that happen where I don't care if you if you're a bowler, the people who are bowlers that are 20 years older than you think that they know 
everything about it and that you don't know anything. It doesn't matter what results you're having, what talent you've got. It's, it's all about, well, I've been here a long time and therefore I deserve this respect. And, and I try to respect everybody. I try to, to see value in everything that everybody does, but I'm not going to do that via dragging somebody else down. I'm not going to say, well, this guy's been investigating for six months and therefore he has no idea what he's doing. Well, I've been investigating for 30 years. Yeah. Uh, oh. You know, now, now if I see he's doing something wrong, if I see he's doing something that I've tried and I know, hey, that's, that's, don't, don't do that. I might say something to him, but it's going to be private. It's going to be, you know, hey, this is a word of advice to you. This isn't, it isn't going to be any kind of public thing or anything like that. And un- unfortunately, I think that with but, the yeah. advent of social media, people want it to be public. I think they, they, yes. they won't create that spectacle. Yeah. And social media kind of hurts people too, because you can just, you can go on there and you can bash somebody so hard that, you know, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing. Social media. Mm-hmm. But, oh no. You know. Social media has a lot of good aspects to it. I mean, especially in the world of paranormal investigation, because it brings teams together. It brings awareness to the folks around you that you're there and you can help them out. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because, like you said, anybody can go onto your page or your wall or whatever and say whatever they want to say. And yep. It's very difficult to defend that. Yep. Yep. But you have to, you know, you have to blow it off and let it go because then if, if you don't react to it, it makes them look like the, you know, the clown instead of you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know. Well, hey, Dennis, I appreciate you spending some time with us, man. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd love to, uh, if you if you go over any, you know, your investigation you had last night, if you got any evidence that you'd like to share with us, anything like that, I'd love to have you back on, man, to go over some stuff like that. Sounds good to me. And, and again, guys, uh, be sure to check out Dennis's uh, Facebook page. It's Paleo Spirit Hunters. And also yep. his... Uh, YouTube channel, the same name, Toledo Spirit Hunters, and Spirits Awaken, uh, his YouTube series. And we're going to put links to all this on our show notes. And uh, so you guys can find that and give him a visit, give him a like, and let him know that you guys heard heard him here and that uh, that you appreciate the work that he's doing. Okay, guys? Um, Dennis, I appreciate you being on the show, man. It was great, and I love having I, I could talk to you for hours and hours. But I know you got family oh, stuff yeah. going on, and I got family stuff going on. So. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll, I'll, have to, uh, I'll have to come on again, and we'll have to chat it up again. Absolutely. Well, you, you have an open invitation. Anytime you want to come on, just give me a holler, and we will make it happen. All right. I appreciate okay. that, man. Thanks a lot, Dennis. Right. We'll talk to you later, buddy. Well, guys, that's going to end it for our conversation with Dennis uh, tonight. We've invited him to come back on the show anytime he wants, so hopefully we'll be able to touch base with him again, and I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I know I had a great time talking to Dennis. He's kind of a neat guy, and um, definitely, like I said, he's got a lot of experience. He's got a lot of knowledge, and he does a lot of things in the paranormal community for trying to build up a network of evidence. Be sure to check out his page on Facebook, and he's also on Twitter. Uh, we're going to put the contact information in our show notes so you guys can get in touch with Dennis and the team and let them know that you heard about them on True Paranormal Podcast and show them some love if you would. And also make sure you check out his videos of his haunted collection. It's really kind of neat the kind of stuff he captures there every once in a while. Now, as you guys know, We've been pointing out a new podcast every episode, and this episode's not going to be any different from that. Uh, This week, we're going to be looking at one that I discovered several weeks ago and kind of fell in love with. Um, It is a podcast called Conspiracy Asylum, and it is run by a gentleman named DJ and his lovely lady, Kimberly. And it's kind of a eclectic mix of different subjects. They go over conspiracy theories. They go over some uh, weird history stuff. They go over paranormal things. They just kind of, whatever strikes their fancy is what they're going to talk about, which is kind of neat and kind of the way I think my uh, ADHD sometimes gets the better of me and I can't really focus on 
more than one subject for very long. So it's nice to have a podcast that I can listen to that's going to give me a little bit of a different subject every single time. And the great thing about these guys is they're not really scripted. They're very much off the cuff, just natural back and forth. Sometimes it's DJ by himself. Sometimes it's Kimberly by herself. Sometimes it's both of them. Sometimes it's one of them being interviewed by one of their kids. It's just a great podcast. And you guys check it out. They did a little promo for us. So give this a listen. Welcome to the Conspiracy Asylum. This is DJ Schwartz. Your straitjacket and padded cell awaits. Hello and welcome, co conspirators. It's DJ Schwartz with the Conspiracy Asylum. For those of you that are checking us out for the very first time, I'll tell you what we're about. We are a podcast that is about conspiracy theories, true crime, UFOs, alien abductions. We cover everything that's going to scare the crap out of you and make you question your life. Here at the Conspiracy Asylum, we're a very interactive podcast at the beginning of every podcast. Starting with the episode this week, we will be having a trivia question. And if you answer the trivia question correctly about the previous episode, you get a sticker, courtesy of the Conspiracy Asylum. So go ahead and check us out. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're everywhere. Check us out at conspiracyasylum at gmail.com. We are on every single podcasting platform. If you love conspiracies, if you love true crime, you're going to love us. Your straitjacket and padded cell awaits. Okay, guys, we would like to invite you guys to check those folks out, and we're going to put some contact information for Conspiracy Asylum. And again, make sure that when you check them out, let them know that you heard about them on True Paranormal, the podcast. They are really, really good folks, and they could use your support. Speaking of support, if you're on Facebook, make sure you're supporting us by liking our page and If you've got a story to tell, if you've got an experience that you'd like to share, that's a great place to do it. Uh, Just hit the email us button or the message us button, either one of those, and share your story with us, and you can find your story being used on one of our future broadcasts. Speaking of future broadcasts, next time we join you folks, we're going to be sharing some more stories instead of just the interviews. I did want to get some of the interviews knocked out and get those posted because it's really really great stuff and i didn't want them to sit too long gathering dust before we actually released them but we are going to get back to sharing some true ghost stories and uh paranormal experiences with you guys so you have that to look forward to if you're listening to us on itunes make sure you're giving us a rating and a review or if you don't have time to do a review just give us a rating you know it's really really easy to hit that five star button and leave it at that and every little bit of that helps us by taking us up the uh, rating system with iTunes so that more folks see the show, so that we get more folks sharing stories, and so that we have the best content that we could possibly get you guys, which makes for a better experience for you folks. See, win, win, win all around. That's what we like to do. In the meantime, I would like to thank you guys for joining us this week and every week for that matter. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of True Paranormal, the podcast. 